For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject the spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau. This is part 7 of the series. And then in the commentary to this verse from Obadiah chapter 1 verse 21 regarding deliverers or saviors that will go upon Mount Zion to judge the Mount of Esau from the commentary in the Art Scroll of Ezekiel page 543 that the judgment or the fall of Esau will bring about the coming of the Messiah in the Messianic Age. And from the Torah Anthology to the Book of the Twelve Prophets, Volume 1, page 465, that Esau will only be defeated in the end of days. Furthermore, from the Torah Anthology to the Book of the Twelve Prophets, Volume 1, that Esau will only be finally and ultimately defeated in the end of days, in the days of Elijah, who precedes the coming of the Messiah. The explanation is as follows. Nine prophets prophesied about the destruction of Edom in the future. Balaam, Obadiah, Isaiah, Joel, Amos, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Malachi, and David. These prophecies will come true with the coming of the Messiah, the Messianic era. As hinted at in the words from Genesis chapter 33 verse 14, until I come to my Lord to Seir. Writing out this phrase in the Hebrew, the end letters of the last four words spell Eliyahu or Elijah, as Elijah is seen as coming in the end of days before the coming of the Messiah. Next, we're going to share with you the principle that Judah, independently of the brethren of the northern kingdom, the house of Joseph, Ephraim, the ten tribes, cannot defeat Esau. However, the northern kingdom, the house of Joseph, joining forces with Judah, will be able to defeat Esau with the help of the Messiah. In Obadiah chapter 1 verse 18 it is written, And the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau for stubble. And they shall kindle in them and devour them, and there shall not be any remaining of the house of Esau, for the Lord has spoken it. We can see the principle that Joseph is needed to defeat Esau from the commentary to the book of Genesis from the art scroll on page 1314. As Rashi expressed it, when Rachel had given birth to Joseph, who was destined to be the adversary of Esau, or the power that would defeat him, as is prophesied in Obadiah chapter 1 verse 18, and the house of Jacob shall be a fire, and the house of Joseph a flame, and the house of Esau shall be straw or stubble. Fire, or Jacob, without a flame, Joseph, cannot defeat Esau. But Joseph and Judah together can defeat Esau. 
This principle is repeated in the Art Scroll of Ezekiel, page 546, that Joseph is needed to defeat Esau. The commentary reads, According to Bava Basra 123b, Rachel's descendants are the eternal antagonists of Esau. Joseph is to be the flame which will consume the straw, which is Esau. And historically, Israel never won a victory over Edom or Esau unless its army contained contingents from Joseph's family. Esau did enjoy military success against the house of Judah or the Jewish people, as can be seen in 2 Kings chapter 8, verses 20 and 22, but only when they were separated in battle with Esau from their brethren of the northern kingdom. Given that we have studied extensively in this teaching the principle that biblical history is prophecy, now we're going to see, as explained in the Torah Anthology to the Book of the Twelve Prophets, Volume 1, from the prophecy of Amos chapter 9, on page 459, that historically, when Joseph was united with his brothers in the land of Egypt, this is the prophecy of the uniting of the twelve tribes of Israel in the end of days. When Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers, this was a prophecy of the future split of the family of Jacob following the days of David and Solomon into northern kingdom and southern kingdom. So the commentary in the Torah anthology is as follows. The story of Joseph and his brothers, as found in Genesis chapters 38 to 50, is not an unfolding of chance events. Every detail stemmed from God and served his purpose. For the Almighty unfolded that the deeds of the fathers would be a sign or a prophecy for their descendants. The conflicts between Joseph and his brothers were an indication or a prophecy regarding the future splitting of the kingdom of Israel into the kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom, and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph, the northern kingdom. When later Joseph made himself known to his brothers, the reconciliation which ensued, as we can read in Genesis chapter 45, was prophetic of a future time, that the two kingdoms, that is the splitting of northern kingdom and southern kingdom, will eventually reunite into a single dominion. Thus the Midrash teaches, and he sent Judah before him to Joseph to show the way before him to Goshen. Genesis chapter 46 verse 28. The scripture writes that the wolf and the lamb will feed together. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25. The wolf is Benjamin and the lamb represents the ten tribes as it says. Israel is a scattered sheep. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 17. And the lion will eat straw. Isaiah chapter 65 verse 25. The lion is Judah as it says. Judah is a lion's whelp, Genesis chapter 49, verse 9. The ox is Joseph, Isaiah chapter 65, verse 25. As it says, let the blessing come upon the head of Joseph, his firstborn ox, Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 17. This scripture conveys that the kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom, and the kingdom of Ephraim, son of Joseph, the northern kingdom, will unite and will ultimately have fellowship with each other, will eat and graze together, as a single dominion or a single family. So following the prophecy that was made about Mount Seir or Edom or Esau in Ezekiel chapter 35, which continues in Ezekiel chapter 36, in Ezekiel chapter 36 there's a prophecy that the northern kingdom or Joseph will return with the southern kingdom of Judah to the land of Israel. This is explained in the art scroll of Ezekiel on page 551 
where it says in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 5, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against all of Edom, who have appointed my land for their possession with the joy of all their heart, with the spiteful minds to cast it out for a prey. And then in verse 10, I will multiply men upon you, the entire family of Israel, all of it, all 12 tribes, Joseph and Judah. So the commentary to Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 10, I will multiply men upon you from the art scroll of Ezekiel pages 550 and 551. The commentary is as the rest of the verse makes clear, these men are the family of Israel, the entire family of Israel, all of it. In the view of Radok, the phrase alludes to the return of the ten tribes with Judah where a prophecy regarding this matter is in Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 15 to 28. Ezekiel chapter 37 is a prophecy about the Valley of Dry Bones. And in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 11, this prophecy is to the whole house of Israel, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, where the God of Israel told Ezekiel in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 16, Son of man, take one stick, and the Hebrew word is eights or tree, and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel his companions. Then take another stick or eights or tree and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the house of Israel his companions. So while the verse doesn't explicitly state the kind of tree, I believe this is a reference to the olive tree which Paul mentioned in Romans chapter 11. Continuing on in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 17, and join them one to another into one stick, one eight, one tree, and they will become one in your hand. And when northern kingdom is united with southern kingdom, when the twelve tribes are united, they are united in the same place that Esau wanted to make his possession in Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 1 and 2, which is the mountains of Israel. But the God of Israel declares regarding his family, the house of Joseph, the ten tribes of the northern kingdom, and the southern kingdom of the house of Judah. In Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 22, I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. And one king will be king to them all. That's King Messiah. That's Yeshua the Messiah. And they shall be no more two nations, neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms, any more at all. And so, when the house of Joseph and the house of Judah are united upon the mountains of Israel, it goes on to say in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 24, And David, my servant, a term for the Messiah, will be king over them, and they will have one shepherd. One shepherd, one king. That's even Yeshua the Messiah. And they will walk in my judgments and observe my statutes and do them. They will follow the Torah of Yeshua. Once he ends the exile of Jacob and unites northern kingdom and southern kingdom and brings them back to the mountains of Israel. So in the book, In the Garden of Torah by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 68, he explains from these verses in Ezekiel chapter 37 that this prophecy is about the house of Joseph and the house of Judah returning to their own land. And in the commentary to this prophecy, from the Book of Redemption on page 29 by Moses Nachmanides or the Ramban, he explains the following. Take one stick, 
This is referring to the end of the exile of Israel and Judah, northern kingdom and southern kingdom. And he explains that the tribe of Benjamin, biblically, historically, was often associated with the house of Judah. And so Israel, a reference to the house of Joseph of the northern kingdom in this prophecy, is not referring to the tribe of Benjamin. As the prophecy says, take the stick of Ephraim and all the house of Israel his companions, meaning the tribes of the northern kingdom, that this prophecy will be fulfilled in the end of days. And when we have the end of the exile of the twelve tribes of Israel, when we have the uniting of the house of Joseph and the house of Judah by the Messiah, when he brings them back to the land of Israel and the mountains of Israel, a reference to these times is in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 13, where it is written, The envy also of Ephraim shall depart, and the adversaries of Judah will be cut off. Ephraim will not envy Judah, and Judah will not vex Ephraim. Which means, prior to there being the end of the exile, and the uniting in the land of Israel, there was contention between the northern kingdom of the house of Joseph and the southern kingdom of the house of Judah. So in the book, A Matter of Return, by Rabbi Raphael Eisenberg on page 132, he explains that the messianic redemption, or the end of the exile, of northern kingdom and southern kingdom, will result in no envy between Ephraim and Judah. And the explanation is, when the ten tribes return, there will be no envy between the tribe of Judah and the ten tribes. United, they will wage war against all their enemies. And so he quotes from the prophecy I just read from Isaiah chapter 11, verse 13. Once again, we repeat and remind you of a principle regarding the conflict between Jacob and Esau stated several times in this teaching that when Jacob rises, which we see is with the coming of the Messiah, the Messianic era, and the end of his exile, is synonymous with Esau being defeated. From the Torah Anthology to the Book of the Twelve Prophets, Volume 1, it explains regarding the descendants of Esau and the descendants of Jacob that when one nation rises, the other must fall. And furthermore, we see from the Art Scroll of Genesis, page 1447, the expectation by Orthodox Judaism is that King Messiah will defeat Esau. The Sefer HaChanuk notes that even though exiled Israel will endure affliction and persecution at the hands of Esau's descendants, Jacob will survive, and the Messiah will redeem Jacob from the hand of Jacob's oppressor, that is, Esau. In the book, I Await His Coming Every Day by Rabbi Menachem Schneerson on page 16, regarding the prophecy made by the prophets regarding Esau, when it says that Esau will be demolished, in the literal, historically, under King David, Edom became the servants of David. And this is prophetic of King Messiah, who will defeat Esau. So the way in which we see the fulfillment of the prophecy regarding Esau in Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 1 and 2 that Esau wants to make the mountains of Israel his possession is being expressed today by the nations of the world particularly the western nations of Europe and the United States partnering with those who call themselves the Palestinians that is Arabs living in the land of Israel that they want to see the solution to the conflict between the Jews and the Arabs in the Middle East and in the land of Israel that Esau wants to see the creation of a Palestinian state 
upon the mountains of Israel, with East Jerusalem as its capital. However, this desire of Esau and his efforts to make it happen will bring about the judgment and the jealousy of the God of Israel who will judge and defeat Esau. We see this in Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 5 as it is written. Therefore thus says the Lord, Surely in the fire of my jealousy have I spoken against the residue of the heathen or the nations and against all Edomia or Esau who's appointed my land for their possession with the joy of all their heart with despiteful minds. So in speaking about the second coming of Yeshua as prophesied in Isaiah chapter 63 verses 1 and 2 when he returns at his second coming, he's going to be making war or judging Esau. In Isaiah chapter 63, verses 1 and 2, it is written, Who is this that comes from Edom with dyed garments from Bozrah? That is a reference to the historical capital of the land of Edom. This that is glorious in his apparel, traveling in the greatness of his strength, I that speak in righteousness, mighty to save. Who is that? That's Yeshua the Messiah. Isaiah 63 verse 2. Why are you red in your apparel and your garments like him that treads in the wine fat? The answer is he's making war against the nations and he's making war against Esau for dividing his land and wanting to make the mountains of Israel, which includes Jerusalem, his possession. That's why in describing Yeshua's return at his second coming, in the process of him setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives, it said of him in Revelation chapter 19 verse 13 that he, Yeshua, was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. He's judging the nations. He's judging Esau. And his name is called the Word of God. In Isaiah chapter 63 verse 3 it is written, I have trodden the winepress alone, and of the people there was none with me, for I will tread them in my anger and trample them in my fury. This is referenced in Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 and 15 as it is written. And I saw heaven open, and behold a white horse, and in righteousness he does judge and make war. And out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should smite the nations, and he treads the winepress of the fierceness of the wrath of Almighty God. So let's summarize what we've learned in this final part of our teaching regarding the spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau and the things that are associated with an end time battle between them that is linked and associated with messianic times and Yeshua setting his feet down on the Mount of Olives. It is as follows. Number one, the fourth beast in Daniel 7 is a reference to Rome or Esau. Number two, the present exile of the last 2,000 years is called the exile of Rome or Edom. Number three, the house of Joseph or the northern kingdom or the ten tribes is needed to unite with Judah, the house of Judah or the southern kingdom, the Jewish people, in order to defeat Esau. Number four, Joseph, the northern kingdom, the ten tribes, and Judah, the southern kingdom, the Jewish people, will be reunited by the Messiah upon the mountains of Israel, a reference to what the world calls the West Bank, biblically known as Judea and Samaria, as well as Jerusalem when Messiah ends the exile of his people. And number five, the Messiah will judge and wage war and defeat Esau in the end of days when he redeems Jacob and unites the 12 tribes of Israel. So this is going to conclude our teaching on the spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau. And in this teaching, we saw that Esau is associated with this world, the ways of this world, with materialism, with the flesh, with carnality. 
He's associated with sexual immorality. He's associated with the desire to please me, myself, and I, and thus pride in the sins of the flesh, including offense and roots of bitterness. He's associated with hating his brother, being immoral, inconsiderate to others, and disobedient to parents. Politically and governmentally, Esau is and has the characteristic of desiring and rising to power. He comes alongside Jacob to divide and usurp him. Politically and governmentally, Esau is associated with Greece, Rome, Babylon. Esau is associated with being a goat and being a child of Hasatan. Esau has a completely different worldview than Jacob. Esau's focused on this world, where Jacob is focused on the eternal and spiritual things and following the Torah of the God of Israel. And Esau is in a battle with Jacob from generation to generation, and it climaxes in the final generation of this present era, where Esau wants to make the mountains of Israel his possession. In other words, Esau is trying to make the claim against the God of Israel that even though he doesn't want to serve the God of Israel, he still wants to make the claim that the mountains of Israel is his inheritance and he should receive this as his firstborn right and blessing. However, Esau sold his birthright to Jacob and Yeshua made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and promised Jacob the land of Israel for his inheritance. And in the end of days, when Esau makes the claim that the mountains of Israel is his possession, that the God of Israel will judge Esau as a part of the judgment of the nations in the end of days. And when the nations and Esau are being judged for claiming the mountains of Israel as his possession, and in seeking to divide the land of Israel and the city of Jerusalem, the God of Israel will redeem Jacob from the nations of the world where he's been scattered and end his exile and fulfill the prophecy of Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 15 through 24, that the northern kingdom of the house of Joseph, the ten tribes of Ephraim, will be united with the southern kingdom of the house of Judah. And it's the Messiah who will end their exile, and it is he who will set up his kingdom and rule and reign over the house of Jacob during the Messianic era, when Yeshua will be teaching the Torah to all nations from Jerusalem, Isaiah chapter 2 and verse 3. And the longing and the yearning to see the end of the exile of the house of Jacob and the defeat of Esau and his war against Jacob is the reason why we have the prophecy of the cry of the watchman in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 6, where it is written, For there shall be a day that the watchman upon Mount Ephraim shall cry, Arise, that means come out of your spiritual slumber, and let us go up to Zion, unto the Lord our God. And that's why we're told in Psalm chapter 121, verse 4, He that keeps Israel, that is Yeshua the Messiah, will neither slumber nor sleep. And that is why we're told in Psalm 122, verse 6, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They will prosper that love thee. Well, that's going to conclude part seven of the series on the subject, the spiritual battle between Jacob and Esau. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.